Welcome, everybody, to the uh, first ever, maybe the only ever, I don't know, we'll see, uh, Loretta Lynn's pre-race show practice is just concluding for the 450 unseated guys as we speak. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this live, great. If you're listening to the archive, we we appreciate that as well. So the first round of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships is happening, and uh, it is going on right now, 450-seated guys. But looks like Chase Sexton is going to have the pole in 450s, which is just insane. And uh, the 250 class is wrapped up. Dylan Ferrandez on top there. J-Mart, Justin Cooper, The Jet, and Troll Train are top five uh, at Loretta's at a sloppy, mucky, uh, soupy Loretta Lens. Um, So, yeah, we'll take your call, 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you have some Pulp MX Fantasy uh, questions, questions about the race itself. We are about an hour and a half away from the the gate dropping for the first moto. And uh, coming in on his day off on a Saturday – the Travis Marks. Marks, thanks, buddy. Thanks Hi. for coming in. Just I get, made it. Just get your money from Tits. He promised he would pay for this shift. Oh, so. he did? Yeah, yeah. He, very, very very nice guy. He is a nice guy, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, oh, so uh, thanks for coming in, Marks. Thanks. Thanks for having me. 702-586-7857. If you got a question, uh, go ahead and uh, call us, and uh, let's get into uh, some analysis of Loretta Lynn's. On the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. I feel like I've already lived a full day. I was up at 4 a.m. and I have been I've been ready. I'm ready to do this. <laughs> yeah, really, right? I I uh, I missed the first set of practices. I slept in, and uh, I'm an hour behind you, of course, too. And you know, it's weird for me not being there. I had a family emergency, so I stayed back this weekend uh, to take care of some stuff. But I'll be uh, I'll be at the next one. Um, so just people are wondering. I don't know. This may be the first ever and only ever pre-race live show, JT. Yeah, I mean, we should say first, um, all our thoughts and prayers are with your family. But, um, yeah, besides that, we have a, a great day of racing. And, yeah, it's weird. Neither of us are there. I, I don't yeah. know the last time that both of us missed a Supercross or National. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, yeah we, good point, we right? kinda, Yeah, we each kind of skip one or two here or there. But yeah. for both of us to not be there doesn't really happen. Uh, um before we get into Loretta's, let's let's get with the news of the day that was yesterday. Uh, Washugal canceled. Loretta's uh, back again next Saturday. Uh, lots of rumors about Tuesday, and I think the folks at MX Sports preferred Tuesday. Teams and riders uh, fought back a little bit, made it a Saturday race. What's your thoughts on that uh, development? You know, I, I think in the end, the the real loser here is going to be all the people that were planning to go to Washugal and race. Amateur day, and they were hoping to see the national, and they have some non-refundable travel or, or any of those things, right? They plan their vacation around that event or anything like that. Now, once you get past that, I think it's probably the best move for everybody. And there are going to be people that that hate that comment that were planning on going to Washu, and I get it. But moving past that, when you look at the teams and just everything else that has to go into the series, you know, a lot of teams' budgets got cut because of coronavirus, which was not any fault of their own. But that's the financial, you know, situation they're facing. So if they can save $10,000 or more, it's probably more. To not send their truck across the country twice, that's, I think that's the best answer in the end. You know, and, and for me, really, my only problem with this whole scenario was if they were going to do this again on Tuesday, I didn't really feel that that was fair. I didn't feel like there was enough notice, and I just didn't feel like that was the professional solution to this. Now, changing it to next Saturday at Loretta's, I'm totally fine. And, and whether you like Loretta's as a pro national or not, that's an opinion. Um, but I, I think in the end, we'll look back and say, hey, if this, there was anything that could go wrong for Washugal and we needed to try to help the teams here as much as possible, we probably did the right thing. Yeah, I would, I would, say, I would say you're right on that as well. Um, you know, it's uh, lots of things going on behind the uh, scenes. We're having some audio stuff, technical problems here in the first ever Loretta's pre-race show, so we're going to work on that a little bit, JT. Um, I, I think it is the right thing, right? In the end, I, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's got to be tough, though. I don't think the Tuesday thing was really going to work. I just don't, right? You know, I, I think they could have forced it, but it was going to be incredibly inconvenient for everybody. Um, you know, all these teams and riders – and everybody, they all have families, right? You have, you have plans going on, and, and uh, families have kids that have come in for the race, and now you're just going to ask everyone to stay there multiple days and then race again when they're not prepared. You know, they didn't really bring 
the things that you would need to stay multiple days. Like what if you just packed a bag thinking you're going to be there for, for a night or a day and a half, you know, I like just, there are a lot of ripple effects that I think weren't really fair to just force upon them another round a couple days later. So under this situation, they'll be able to change their flights. Thankfully, most of the airlines have, you know, coronavirus, uh, no change fees in place. And they'll be able to, to fly back to Nashville next week, just like a normal race. And they'll be able to go home and prepare for it. And it's not going to be just this kind of thrown together round that it would have felt like on Tuesday. I just don't feel like that would have been the fair way to go about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, let's get into some uh, Loretta's talk. Really soupy, really muddy, the first set of practices. Track dried out a lot, but Man, it is ruddy and soft there. They got a lot of rain. Yeah, and I think it's going to get better and better. It's actually worse watching, uh, you know, we get to watch that gold out footage there. It's worse than I thought what I was going to see. So it is going to take some time to get better. Um, you know, they'll, they'll break out the disc here in this interim after these uh, consolation races go, and they'll disc it deep. And it's, it's going to be ruddy the rest of the day. That's just what it's going to be. So... I, I'm okay with it. I like seeing different conditions. You know, having every track have the same exact uh, soil condition, and I don't think that really makes for a great series. And, and that's one of been, been one of the complaints over the years by critics is that the soil for all the rounds is too similar now. So that's not going to be the case today. We're going to see really tricky conditions, really ruddy, really soft, very easy to make a mistake. Uh, so, yeah, we, we might see some skill sets you know, utilize that we haven't seen in several years. Yeah, uh, so Sexton takes the pole in 450s, huh? Eli got stuck in that rut that claimed Gaines and Poppy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on there, but Eli uh, Eli was only able to get like 6th or 7th, and Sexton uh, looks like he's going to have the pole. Yeah, I mean, obviously a huge first step for Chase Sexton. And listen, if you have been around any anything around this sport for the past few, you know, let's say months, You've heard that Chase Sexton is going really fast. That, that is not breaking news. So to see him go out and you know how much adrenaline these guys have in their first 450 race. They have so much change and, and you know, the, the world is basically in front of them as far as his, his new career in the 450 class. So hopefully he can have that speed translate into a result and he doesn't have a big crash like we saw him have in that time qualifying session. But for, to see him go out and throw one heater lap in there wasn't all that shocking to me especially if you've been listening to kind of people beat the drum about how fast he's been in testing with Ken Roxon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's uh it's going to be interesting to see. Hey, let's uh let's hang up with you and try to call you back here and fix a couple things, okay. all right? We're going to call you right back. All right. Chose Chase Sexton getting uh the pole is uh is just absolutely nutty. So, um we have an audio stuff. Really weird. Uh everything's fine on my end, Marks, but uh what's what's going on? We can't hear yeah, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like it's like your um, the sound from you isn't coming from your microphone. It almost sounds like it's coming from like a, a laptop speaker or something, uh, like a laptop input or the Mac input or something, rather than your microphone. Okay, hold on a second here. Let's uh, let's try this. Uh, great radio, by the yes. way. Uh, it's okay. It's yeah. Oh, you know what? I F think it. I, I we'll think do I, it live. I think I got it. I think I got it. I don't know why it would have changed, but let's try this. Okay. All right, let's see I'll if let that you know. let's see if that works any better. Let's try to get JT on the phone here as well, if we can uh, get him back on the phone. So, Ferrandis, J. Mart, Cooper, Jet Lawrence, Alex Martin, R.J. Hampshire, Mumford, Carson Mumford seventh, McElrath, Dylan Schwartz ninth. That's an amateur kid, first race. He was just at the ranch last week. Hunter Lawrence, Derek Drake, Styles Robertson, all on board uh, right there. So let's um let's try to get JT back on the line here. All right, JT, uh, you're back on. I think we may have fixed it, Marks. Let me know. Uh, I see a setting that I did that I don't know why it changed, but it did. Okay. All right. So I think we're good. Um, 702-586-7857. Apologies for that, people. Let's touch on 250s, JT. Uh, Ferrandis, no surprise. J-Mart, no surprise. Cooper, Jet, no surprise. Troll Train, fifth. But Mumford, seventh. Dylan Schwartz, ninth in the seated practice. So that's not a that's not a uh, – getting out there with a different track type of stuff for Schwartz. Uh, that's surprising. Styles Robertson, 12th. Three guys, JT. Uh, Mumford's got two races of experience, but basically three rookies in the top 12. Yeah, and, and I think to start off with where you started, 
that's the worst case scenario for everyone is, is to see Dylan Ferran has come out and set the fastest lap on a track he's never ridden before, you know, right up right away. That that can't be reassuring for these guys, you know, if you're Justin Cooper or you're Jay Mart or you're, you're hoping that like, hey, this guy's never been here before. I've won championships here, maybe I can get some points here at the first round. And then Ferrandez goes out and sets the fastest lap. So I, I think Dylan did a good job of maybe silencing any questions that people might have had coming in and also reassuring his – I think he's the alpha in this 250 class coming in, and I think he he did a good job of reassuring himself and going into these motos thinking this is his title to lose. So yeah. I start there because I thought it was a really wow. uh, strong performance early from him. Did you see and, the do you see the gap right to Jmart? I don't know if you mentioned that. Sorry, but did you see no, I, I didn't. Oh, it's I didn't. Uh, it's three seconds. It's over yeah, three seconds. That's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Crazy amount. <laughs> the yeah. breaking news um, from JT. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you never know. Like yeah, these, yeah. these laps on this track are so hard to get one right. lap in. You know, with traffic and one mistake can cost you a ton of time. Um, but I, you know, I think that we have a pretty clear picture of who the players are going to be. I, I was a little disappointed with a few guys. I thought Hunter Lawrence would be better because if you look back at Hunter Lawrence's performance over the years, going back to like motocross and nations at Matterly, how good he was in conditions just like this. So I really thought Hunter would be fast out there and, and he didn't really flash at any point. Uh, his brother did, you know, jet was really fast in that second, uh, second session. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be, we know who the main players are be, will be, but I think it's, I, I'm more curious just to see who else steps up. Um, you know, Mumford kind of came out of nowhere. That was really impressive, as you mentioned. How will the rookies do? Dylan Schwartz was super fast, but I, I still question whether he can get a decent start or not because he was absolutely incapable of doing that in the, in the amateur national a week ago. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Ferrandez is the guy to beat. You know, Justin Cooper will be good. And if he can get the start and get away, maybe that presents an opportunity for him. But uh, honestly, going into these motos, I, I kind of have more questions than answers for a lot of guys. Well, yeah, I do too. Obviously, first race of the year and all this time off and everything else. But, you know, you look at Darian Sinai on a pro circuit, Cowie's 22nd. Uh, you know, you're just like, okay, well, that's that, that's not really acceptable. Mitchell Harrison, 13th. McAdoo, 14th. So the pro circuit guys, Mitch is definitely running his hand through his hair right now as we speak yeah. with, with that. Um, I'm with you, though, a little bit. Like Schwartz and Speedy Speedy Gonzalez, who uh, was 17th, uh, another amateur kid. Like I'm kind of uh, Hardy Munoz, 20th. Good job for those guys. But the conditions were so dramatically weird and the lap time so variant that i i'm kind of still waiting i'm not ready to like we'll talk about fantasy picks here near closer to the end but i'm kind of waiting on that right yeah and, and if you look at the track the way it's shaping up if you get a good start and you don't crash you're going to do well yeah, <laughs> yeah. there isn't gonna be no passing because there's nowhere to go like there was one good line in almost every corner and if you went out of that main line you got stuck in an eight foot deep hole you know, so it's it's going to be so much about the start, and it's such a cliche thing to let the hinge race upon. But days like today, it it really goes through the roof as far as importance level. Yeah. And um, so I don't know how much you can even care about a lap time if you have a guy that's just incredibly bad at starts all the time, like just consistently bad at starts. You almost have to downgrade him as a fantasy pick because you know what you're going to get. Even if he can ride well, he's not even going to have the opportunity to display that speed because he's not going to be able to ride freely. He's going to have to follow. He's going to have to go into corners behind a guy in the same rut, and it's just going to be a really frustrating moto for him. Yeah. Uh, so, so I would uh, – Paul Parabino said in a text earlier that I thought was really smart, he's favoring starts above all else today as, as far as his fantasy picks. Even if the guy's a little slower but he's a good starter, yeah. he would choose him just because he thinks he'll be able to stay ahead of him. Dan Truman's guy, Nick Gaines, stuck in that rut forever. <laughs> Eli Tomac got it. <laughs> Poppy went there. I mean, good God. Do you know how deep something has to be to stuck to, stick those bikes in there and just be done? Like, that's crazy. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that goes on. Yeah, and, and hopefully they, they fix that hole for the race. Just somebody's whole <laughs> moto gets ruined because of that hole. <laughs> After three guys have already got stuck there, mm. it's almost your fault at that point. Yeah, just, yep, yep. yeah, it's natural selection at that point. Yeah, pretty much. But, um Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but I, I think, uh, you know, even in the 450 class, we're going to see some interesting stuff because you see the way these guys are riding. And, and for a guy like Tomac, whose starts have been 
really suspect at times, he may not win today if he gets a bad start. I, I don't know that, you know, his, his yeah. speed wasn't dominating. Yep. Like, yep. he didn't look, like, just overwhelmingly better than everybody out there. So, I think the 250 class, we, we know what to expect at the front. But I think the 450 class, and I know you're leading into that, I think the 450 class is really wide open. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on the starts. I'm with you on the ruts. All of that is going to play important uh, stuff, and Eli needs that start. Uh, no panic if he doesn't win. He's still going to you know, going to be the favorite for the most part and all of that, but I'm totally with uh, what Paul was saying and what you just backed up as well. Um, but Sexton being the fastest, we like you said, that's kind of been the buzz a little bit. He was almost a second faster than Cooper Webb. He will be good. I don't think I don't look for him to win today, but he will be good uh, up yeah. in there. Uh, but Webb, Osborne, AC, Barsha in the mud, and JT, you're a little higher on Marvin Muscan's uh, chances today after seeing the track and seeing that he has two legs. Yeah, once we confirm that he actually and does have two legs. Uh, did you, Mar- Marks, Marks, did you hear that podcast, the fantasy podcast? Yes, the one you just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan Truman's. Uh, hedging on Marv. We oh didn't my know gosh. If he had two legs. If he had two legs. Yeah. And you guys have got some mileage out of that one, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah that's that's Dan. Has everybody. anybody confirmed? Has actually yeah. seen both legs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we saw. Like it. out of the pants? Yeah. Oh, okay. not out of the pants. See? Oh, okay. That's peg yeah. leg. He can be peg leg. We need physical, like, visible confirmation. If you don't play Pulp Mex Fantasy, that's fine. I understand you should play it. You're but a if loser you if you don't. Well, okay, but you should still listen to that podcast. Oh, it's great. Just, it really is. Just for Dan. So uh, go ahead, JT, on Marv. No, I think uh, this this track really plays into Marv's strengths. Um, you know, if a track is really fast and you kind of have to turn your brain off and just go fast, I don't really think that's Marv's game. He He's a thinking man's racer. He really approaches the racetrack with a game plan of how he's going to attack it and line choice. And he really kind of connects the track together, almost road racing style, where he's thinking three corners ahead as far as his line choice. Yeah. And that's really that's going to work today. Uh, you're really going to have to think about what you're doing because if you don't, you're going to be on the ground really, really quickly. Yeah. And whether he wins today, who cares? But I, I do think it's, he's going to be on the podium. He's going to put himself in, in good positions throughout the day. Yeah. And if he gets a start, to see him win would not shock me at all. Oh, it would totally uh, shock me. Come on. Really? Not, yeah, yeah, with the endurance and everything, like your first race in that long. Um, you know, yeah, not not a healthy Marv. Don't get me wrong. Right. No shock there. But right now, first race uh, after this long off, it would totally shock me. Yeah, and, and I guess for me, I look at, you know, he started riding at the end of May, it seems, uh, from talking to Frankie when we were in, in Salt Lake. He had just started riding. So let's even say the first of June. That's two and a half months of riding. Uh, and, and if he came in fit at all, you know, mountain bike-wise or bicycling or any of that, I, I think it's doable. I do. I, you know, I don't, I don't expect him to win. Um, but I guess really the only thing would be is the fitness not there, I guess is where you're going with it. Uh, but keep in mind, these guys ride in brutally hot conditions day in and day out. So I don't think it's going to be a shock to the system, even if it, you know, it, it ends up being 88 degrees like the weather's calling for. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I would it would shock me, but I could see that I could see a shot. I could get a, a podium all day long if he gets a start and all of that. Like you said, for you know, all the reasons we just talked about. Uh, but the official time, the official times are up, everybody. And yeah, the second practice obviously is the one that everybody's going off of. So it's Sexton, Webb, Osborne, AC, Barsha, Muskan, Tomac, Anderson, Savachi ninth, Craig tenth, Benny Bloss, Fast Freddy, Blake Baggett thirteenth, Anstey fourteenth, Tickle fifteenth. All right, go ahead, JT. You know, the last thing I was going to add on Marv is a track like this, it doesn't require a ton of energy because you almost have to be a little careful, if that makes sense. You can't just go crazy and push the limit. Uh, and, and I'll give Paul credit again. He mentioned that in the podcast is you really have to measure your approach and you have to just find a rhythm. So that could be the defining difference for Marv is, is it won't tire him out because you can't just ride over your head. You have yeah. to be really careful and precise. So maybe he's, he's able to save some energy that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you look at the times, JT, Baggett 13th, Anstey 14th, um, Antignap is out of the top 36, the seven deuce deuce going to the LCQ, which I don't think is a huge surprise, but a little bit of a surprise. Uh, and um, what do you think? Like, are you, Again, I'm not putting a ton of stock in it, but Baggett 13th and Anstey 14th? The Anstey one doesn't shock me. I I was 
I was thinking the first practice was more in line. I think he was like six or seven in the first one. That's kind of where I thought he would be just on a lap time basis because those guys are so in tune with that coming from MXGP. Um, they just they really have found ways to ramp up their one their one lap intensity over the years. Second practice wasn't so good, but I'll be honest, I was very surprised by Baggett's lack of speed. Uh, all I've been hearing for the last month is about how fast Blake's been going, and he's been the best of the Florida riders and that whole crew, and there's some serious talent. We know that, that they're all riding together. So for him to come out and, and I don't want to say, you know, nonchalantly put out a 13, but it wasn't impressive. You know, I can't imagine that's what he was looking for. We'll see how the race turns out. I, I, but I think everybody that has heard anything good about Blake lately would say that's a disappointment. Well, well, you know, he's half, for a, qualifying he's half a second off the next guy ahead of him. So it's a bit of a gap. You know, Freddie's well, the next it, guy. So it's Yeah, but, you know, but I think for Blake, they're looking at, I mean, they're looking at a podium. Like, that's, that's what they're coming in. I, I know I've talked to plenty of people around that program, and they're expecting to be on the podium. So forget about half a second to Freddie. They're looking at how far they off of Chase Sexton and Cincerillo and these guys. That's the concern. Dean Wilson was 20th, but, again, not worried about Dino. You know, yeah, but. and I think maybe, maybe that's not fair, but my expectations for Baggett and for Dean are different, and maybe that's proven out to be completely wrong. But I really felt like Blake was coming in with a lot of momentum and he was capable of being in the top five. For Dean, I'm looking at more for a top ten. Um, and maybe, yeah, you know, Dino would probably disagree with that, but that's just where I have them placed in my head. Right. So, yeah, do I think Dino's 20th qualifying position is going to keep him out of the top ten? No, absolutely not. I don't think they're going to be correlated at all. Um, Dino's been around long enough to sort it out in the race, and, and the cream will rise to the top. It always does. Flyracing.com pre-race show, the first ever one, maybe maybe the only one. We'll see. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Flyracing.com for more information on the 2021 stuff. Please go to the website. The light pan is all new. There's a new formula helmet. They've revamped their goggle line. Uh, they've got all the new colors and new styles and everything else across the range from the kinetic to the Evo to the light to the Rockstar dish stuff. So please check them out. Flyracing.com. We know we talked a lot about obviously Webb and Osborne and Tomac and Marv and AC and, and sex that we've talked a lot about those guys. Somebody that I didn't talk much about, and I don't think anybody did, was Justin Barsha. And fifth place to start the day uh, going into the first national. But these conditions are, if you think Indiana in the mud where Barsha has won, that's what today's going to be. Like, I don't know. I'm not talking about the series, but I'm talking today in an hour and a half. The 51 could be a podium guy. Yeah, but weren't you surprised? I, I never saw him. Not one no, time. No, on, I didn't either. Yeah. On the coverage. And, yeah, his last time's okay. He's at 2 minute point two oh eight is best time. So that's respectable. Less, you know, less than two seconds off the lead. Um, ahead of Tomac, ahead of Marvin. You know, he's right in the mix. So nothing to worry about, for sure. But I'm just shocked I never saw him. I, if you did not show me this lap time sheet, I would have told you that he was not there. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, the conditions certainly favor him, just like the, the argument I would make on behalf of Marvin Muskan. Yeah. You would almost make more of that argument for Justin oh. Barsha because this is the perfect conditions for him. Th these are the ideal <laughs> conditions that are going to favor a, a good result for him. Yeah. So he may be the biggest sleeper of the day because there's literally been no hype at all. No, nothing. We, we didn't touch on him much in preview shows or anything, uh, fantasy stuff, nothing. And if you think about Indiana in the mud, this is a lot slower than Indiana, but this is the same stuff. Oh, it's the same? Yeah. Absolutely. Same so conditions. Th you know, yeah. And you know as well as I do how Justin Marshall works. You know he's just rubbing his hands together in the pits knowing this is a perfect scenario for him. Because we also yeah. learned so much about what the Yamaha likes and doesn't like because he told us so many times that conditions like this, the Yamaha excels. Conditions like Salt Lake where it's dry and dusty, he really struggles. So on multiple fronts, he should be coming out swinging. In, and it wouldn't shock me at all to see him grab a hole shot with all that confidence yeah. Yeah, 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 and try to run away with this thing. Yep. Uh, predictably, we saw A-Ray's bike smoking. So that's right on cue. That's right on brand. Um so he was 22nd. Tyler Bowers uh, only qualified 26th, but it, he didn't know where the finish line was for the first session. Hopefully he figured it out for the second session. A couple of guys that, you know, are, are further back, but I'm not that worried about. Just uh, FYI on that. We'll get into some fantasy stuff, too, because there's some guys we talked about that I, I want to get your opinion on. But let's go, to, uh, let's go to Craig. Craig, you're on one. Welcome to the show. What's up, man? How are you? 
Morning, guys. Hey, I'm good. So uh, a couple things. So I was watching 250 practice, and why was Dylan Fernandez three seconds faster? I mean, I know the track was super muddy, and that, that'll do that. That'll happen. But was there anything he was doing different? I didn't see anything just because you're not there, right? It's tough. They're focused yeah. on the one guy. But I will say in, in these conditions, you see variations of a lap where a guy just nails a corner. Like that ruddy that corner, happens. yeah, where, where Tomac got stuck and those guys got stuck. Say there's there's usually right. one spot like that, and then I'm, Dylan being the fastest is not a surprise, but Dylan being three seconds no. faster is not what we're going to see. But he right. he could have just literally just got a section one time, just, perfect, yeah, the cleanest lap out of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that I stuff mean, happens. You know, I mean, yeah. look at Webb's first practice; he was three seconds better than everyone in the 450 class, right? It just oh. sometimes those things happen. A guy gets one clean lap in and the one line forms perfectly and then it's destroyed or just, you know, these yeah. weirdo things happen when the conditions are this, you know, this uh, unpredictable. Yep. Gotcha. Hey, one more thing, too, about Washougal. Um, I saw some people on Facebook and Vital talking about uh, how it's the riots and the teams don't want to stay in Portland. Not like it. I'd clarify, not it. it. Washougal is not even on the same side of the river. Yeah. The Portland well, airport is not even close to these riots. The yes, riots is yeah. like a six-block area of downtown, so they don't have nothing to do with it. No, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's, it's, it's a few things. It's, it's a few different things. The team's pushed back. From what I gather, yeah. the team's pushed back on the travel, and that's understandable. And there is there were some things that changed with the with the regulations. The, the, track, the COVID thing. The track felt like they could meet the regulations, no problem. But there right. was, between that and some pushback from the teams, you know, and I get it. But, yeah, the riots, yeah. none of that. Yeah, don't. I, I feel as if, since, if there was any doubt, they weren't going to push for it very hard just because it was so far out of the way for everybody. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, yeah, you know, JT, can vouch for the, JT can vouch for this. Like, when that schedule came out, a lot of people were WTF with that travel schedule. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I had I had multiple people from yes. different teams reaching out to me when I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, saying WTF. Yeah, and and I said and I said to the track guy I spoke to, I don't know why they didn't start with Washougal. Look, I get you want to get Washougal in. It's a great track. It's a great facility. It's a great series partner. Start at Washougal. Go California yeah. to Washington, which isn't great, but start there. Yeah, you know. Uh, 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 but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it, well, it didn't all, work the out. The teams all started on the West Coast, anyways. You know, well, except so. for JGR and a couple yeah. other privateers. It, it's not ideal to start there, but if you're going to go there. Start yeah, there, you know. better than nothing. Yeah, for sure. So thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Yep, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I definitely wasn't surprised about uh, about that. Let's go to Jeremy on four. Jeremy, what's going on, man? Um, I was just wondering if you had any information on High Point since we they said they have that on the back burner in case in case of cancellations, and now we have one. Yeah, might end up there. Yeah, uh, JT Davy was Davy Coombs was on our show and said we have High Point as a backup. Yeah, and that was interesting. I, I don't really expect that to happen other than possibly Paula. Paula yeah. would be the one, and, and it would make sense because it's the last round, and if, if MX Sports had to run a, a final round at their home track, they yeah. could easily pull that off, right? It would be, yeah. let's say, the easiest one for them to get done because they could drive 15 minutes away and start working on it. Um, so I, I could see something like that being in their back pocket if – Right. We know, like, it, it's all state-driven with a lot of these things, and if, if the state of California basically just says, hey, you're not doing this, then we could see something like that come into play. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but the thing is, you'd be in Denver for the second last round, and then you'd have to go to High Point and then back to California? Well, yeah, and you would hope, I mean, you would hope that this would be decided a couple weeks before the race and not Friday before the round, like yeah. you just saw. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but if, if you're... If you're MX Sports and you're looking at it, and sorry guys, like we we saved you we saved you a bunch of money not having to go to Washougal, but we need to finish this series. We need to have a ninth round, and you're going to have to come to High Point. Right. But then guess what? You have the rest of the season off. I think that's okay. Like I don't I don't think that's too much to ask. No. All right, Jeremy. Too soon for us. To, is it too soon for us to go to High Point? Like soon? I mean, if we have the cancellation of Washougal, we're already on the East Coast. But- Wow, there just got just got to be another cancellation. Maybe they'll do that then. Yeah, who knows? But I think going forward, Jeremy, I think the, the everything's pretty pretty smooth. You know. Yeah. So thanks. what's the reasoning for not going to High Point and doing Loretta Swipe? I don't know. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yep. I, I think they have infrastructures there. MX Sports crew is there. The setups there. The cameras are there. Literally everything is already set up. And on top yeah. of that, they have done no prep to High Point at all. So you're talking about they would have to completely get high point ready to host a national in less than a week because remember all these people that are at loretta's 
they're not going to be able to just sprint out of there Saturday night. They've got to do a job and then get back to high point. And then you're talking about two or three days to get a complete facility ready for a national. It, it, to me, it doesn't seem feasible with well, knowing all the infrastructure stuff they have to do to get that place ready, mowing everything and setting everything up. And I mean, there's I mean, a lot yeah. of man hours that have to be put I mean, in. I guess, but you got seven days. I don't know. Yeah, You I don't have it. seven days, though. That's and, I think that's because you have people coming okay, in true. on, like, Thursday. You know, like, I don't – and plus you're talking about the leave, people leaving Loretta's to get back to West Virginia – you know, sleep and then start over. Like, right. I just don't think the time was there. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. I know I, I'm, I'm with you, JT, but Davey was on the show saying we got High Point as a backup. You know, yeah. that's all. And so. I think that's true. I think that's true, but it, it's got to be more than a five-day notice or right. whatever. Right, right. You know, that, that's really what I think it comes down to. Uh, all right. Let's get to Dave about, uh, I think this is probably fantasy question, but uh, Dave, what's going on, man? Yeah, you got it. It is a fantasy question. I was wondering if you could tell me about Jeremy Smith. Dave, do you listen to the Pulp MX Fantasy <laughs> Podcast? Uh, I listened to most of it this time. Did I miss part? Yeah, you missed the part where I was saying, do not pick Jeremy Smith. Don't pick Jeremy Smith. He's going to qualify very well, but do not pick Jeremy Smith. He's um, paid he's off. On my team. He has paid off before. Oh, oh so wait. He... Marks, he's on your team. As of right now, he's on my team. Oh, my God. I'm either going to have him or Rod Bell. <laughs> I don't know which one yet, but one of them is going on my uh, team. Dave, no, JT's right, Dave. He has paid off. But I, I would say it's 75 to 25% that he has not paid off. Um, it's scary, yeah. He, he, I, you're being generous probably, too. Okay, maybe. Dave, so he's fast. He's from Ohio, I believe. Uh, Kellen tells us he's the best video game player among motocrossers, for whatever that's okay. worth. Uh, but I, <laughs> I would not pick him. He uh, qualified 16th today. He has a trouble staying doing two motos jt is are, are you going there jt give us some jeremy Smith. I, i'll tell you what I, I think it's a under a lot of circumstances on a lot of weekends it would be a good pick but i don't think that you have to go there like, i don't think you have to take such a big risk this weekend because there are so many good picks right and that's what i look at is like why am i going to do that to myself why am i going to put okay. myself in such a precarious spot when i don't have to i can go with a guy that i, I feel is much more reliable why marks? and then i'm not just stressing why marks Yes. Why not? The, uh, That's the real question. The Jerry Robin category. <laughs> he, yeah, he is. He's no, nobody, nobody's in Jerry Robin territory, but he's definitely suspect to finish motos. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys. No problem. Thanks. Good luck, yeah. man. Thanks for playing. Thank you. Uh, and speaking of Rod Bell, Justin Rod Bell, privateer kid uh, in the 450 class. We've seen him before. Uh, make some moves. Um, he's 18th overall. JT, Rob, I I can't do it. Um, he has paid off. I mean, he's paid off in Supercross too. And, and I have always been the guy that doesn't pick him. And I'll probably continue that strategy today. I just in, as good as he can ride, I, I I fall into the same category as Jeremy Smith. Why are you going to take a guy that's such a high risk? I mean, it, it's high reward too, but with so many other decent picks. I mean, you can, you can have guys like Chase Sexton. Marks is shaking his head at you. Yeah, because Marks lives, he, he likes to live very dangerously. <laughs> Listen, I got nothing to lose. He's the one and if I get if I get good round. points, I look like a genius. The first round. So <laughs> he he's the same guy who picked AP to lead a lap. <laughs> I, I love I love your strategy, but I have nothing to lose when we haven't even we haven't even done anything yet. Well, I can't win anything. I, you know, I just uh, I send it. I lick the stamp and send it. <laughs> uh, let's, let's stick on the Pulp Mex Fantasy vein a little bit here. Um, Jake Masterpool in four fifty class. That's a that's a look. That's a more solid. Guy, that's a national number guy. He is top ten or come very close many times. Yes, he's been sh- shaky along with other privateer guys. But if you're going Jeremy, if you're going Jeremy Smith, you're going Justin Rodbell to uh, J- uh, to Dave who called earlier. Don't go them. Go Jake Masterpool if you're doing that. JT, you agree? Yeah, I, I like uh, I like Masterpool. I have picked him a lot. Um, last year he burned me really badly, but he had some sort of injury going on that I did not know about until later. Uh, Lars Lindstrom of HRC Honda finally filled me in that he was going through some shoulder injury or something. Uh, so I, I just I got so down on Masterpool because he's not a quitter, 
but he was he was not finishing motos and he was dnfing a lot but i, I guess just the pain was too much to bear right. uh, but yes going back to years before that he was rock solid and he was a guy you could depend on even if he was dead last on the first lap he was coming back to 20th or something like that so yeah assuming everything's good assuming he's healthy i, I think it's uh, a pick that i could sign off on i'm just looking right now uh, does anybody know master pool's handicap i i Eleven. He's eleven. Okay, so Jeremy Smith and those guys are probably sixteens. Rod Bell yeah, 16. 16, 17 Okay, range, so yeah. you know what? So it's not totally the same. I was thinking it was closer. Apples. To, it's not exactly apples to apples here. You know, with Jeremy Smith and Rod yep. Bell and 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 um, and Masterpool, but still, at the eleven, I would still go Masterpool over over Jay Smith and and uh, and Rod Bell. You know, so. Um, all right, let's go to uh, Todd, first-time player. Todd, welcome to uh, Pulp Mex Fantasy Life. What's going on, man? Steve, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for calling in. Cool. Got, a, got a, one thing. I want to thank JT for the fly helmet I won for the uh, the Supercross Fantasy. Thank you very much oh, nice. for that. Oh, yeah, nice. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I, I've worn it, but I haven't worn it riding yet. So, anyway, thanks. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Um, so, my question is my... Uh, the industry idiots, right? Yeah. First time signing up for that. Is it so looking on the list, is it combining the supercross points with the outdoors or is it outdoors only? Out, right outdoors now, only, two separate leagues. Yeah, just supercross was one and then outdoors is one. So when you look on the on the site right now it shows SX only, so that's gonna change? Uh no, you have to join MX Idiots on Pulp MX Fantasy. You have to join a yeah, separate league. Okay. I agree. Yeah, so I signed up. I got an email from Dan. Yeah. But when when I when I bring up the site on the Pulp site right now, it shows 201 players or whatever, but it shows the ranking. Like, I'm number five on there, but we haven't started yet, and it's got my Supercross points, so I'm confused a bit. Yeah, it just defaults to the last uh, oh, okay. the, the last right. available series and race. So okay. since a, a motocross race hasn't completed yet, it, but, but it defaults even in, to Supercross. M- even in the MX Idiots, like MX yes. League? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah okay. it'll okay. still, but once the race is completed right. from today, everything will default to There you go, MX. Todd. So yeah, gotcha. it, 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 so it'll be its own series, own thing, it'll default right to the motocross. So there you go. All right. Thank good good All luck, right, man. Thanks. Thank you. Yep, you good did. luck. Yep. Uh, we got Chris Betts to join the MX, the Idiots League, and that'll be that fantastic. <laughs> he is a national treasure. <laughs> he needs to be protected at all costs. Um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, still talking about Pulp Mex Fantasy, JT. Somebody that I was high on and a lot of people were is uh, is privateer Luke Reslin. He's a 13, uh, qualified 22nd, so he's right there. I'm not sure, though. I like it now. I don't know. Can you, can you tell us about his program a little bit? Because well, it's, it's intriguing to me. It's I, I don't have answers on this. I, I shouldn't be the expert because I have not talked to him. I, I did talk to him a year or two ago. When he was trying to get oh, okay. out racing altogether, no, he he was going to get a job in the industry, and I was kind of trying to foster that for him a little bit. Yeah, and then all of a sudden now he's racing motocross again. So, I, I, does he have support? Like, is he on his practice bike? Like, what's what's the deal here? Full privateer, full privateer. He did get some factory WP stuff though for his Husky. Okay, and that's why right. he went with Husky because he could get the suspension. I've never seen a rider get parts and then buy the bike off the parts he could get. Uh, but he is a full <laughs> privateer as you can get. He's got support from FXR and um, you know, and then like I said, the suspension and yeah, full full privateer. But, you know, so but he is, has he been riding? Is he like working during the week? Is no, this no, like no, a no, 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 full effort. Yeah, yeah, full effort. Going? Staying on the road, finding places to ride. Okay. You know, full deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, no, I'm, no. I'm a little bit more sold now. I just I, I was scared that this was like, hey, they're they're racing Loretta's. Let's go do that. You know? No, no, no. Well, this well, is... I gotta wait to get off my shift. But no, yeah, I can, no. I can go after that. No, yeah, no. This is a full effort that way and all that stuff. But okay. you know, he's at 13. So twenty second will get you double points, but 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 not enough. And yeah, but I do I do like he's a he's a northeast guy. So mm-hmm. ruts and dirt, just New like Porsche. Yeah, just you know, gritty and all of that stuff. But I would have liked to seen him a little higher, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, there's I think there's good and bad in that. Um, I think the upside is that if you pick him, I don't think a lot of people are going to because he doesn't jump off the page off qualifying. So there's some, there's some underlying value there that maybe if he has a good race that he's not going to be on, you know, 50% of the teams, which we we've seen in the past. But 
to me, the only scary part is I have literally no idea. You can you can understand that by the questions I've just asked you. I don't know anything about it. And for, for my picks, I kind of like to know what they've been doing, what the program is, how much they've been riding, like if they're in shape. Um, I just feel like if I pick a guy like that with no intel, I'm just taking shots in the dark. And then if they do poorly, I just, you know, repeatedly punch myself in the face for, for making bad picks. Um, so – I can totally understand why someone would pick him. I just don't know if I'm going to be that guy. Um, he does look a little juicy, though, because I think we all would agree that it wouldn't surprise you to see him go like 18-17 today, right? Uh, that would shock you. No, it would definitely wouldn't shock me. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. But, I, I mean, again, though, with the track conditions and really only one practice being anywhere near decent, you just, ah, you're really, this is really a shot in the dark for this race, for this round. 100%. Yeah, so do you, do you feel that conditions like this, it is you're more likely to go with guys like Sexton and Sabachi and those, those yes. type guys? Yes. Factory bikes? Yes. Factory you, bikes, you know starts, yes. Uh, professionals, you know, yep. the guys who are, yeah, guys who make a real living from racing motocross? Yes, yes. Right, yes. right. Um, 100%. But then, but there will be, today, there will be somebody, a privateer, who crushes it today i predict. yeah i but, agree but I agree. but who knows think, god knows who that will be i think it's going to be one of the the kids i do i think yeah. it's going to be a kid like speedy gonzalez getting a, he's going to get a good start count on that that kid is phenomenally talented at starts but it's going to be one of those guys like that it could even be a Schwartz where we're just you know we've been calling him out on starts all week and then miraculously pulls one and i think he's already shown in practice that he has speed he can ride this track but somebody's going to jump off the page. I, I 100% agree with you, and I, I, I'm kind of overlooking the most obvious, which would be Mumford after that first that first practice where he was second. Right. Uh, still talking about Pulp Mex Fantasy a little bit here on the uh, Fly Racing uh, pre-race show. I'm all in on Benny Bloss and Freddie Norn. 11th and 12th, privateers. Uh, Freddie is a four. Benny is a uh, three. Three. Um, give me those guys all day long, I think. I know I just said guys who make a living and Benny Bloss is a full privateer, but I feel like he's ahead of the Jeremy Smiths and that, that kind of category. And Freddie, of course, is on JGR. So give me those guys right now in these conditions. Yeah, I can't argue it. I, I've been back and forth with Benny on and off my team. Uh, I don't know where we end up with that in uh, 48 minutes from now. But I can certainly make a case for him being picked. My real question, and this is beating a dead horse with this concept, is Benny has been known to get bad starts. That's just kind of what he does. And I, I've talked with his dad at several dinners over the years of trying to figure out what's wrong with his starts. But if he gets a bad start on this track, it's going to make his life very, very difficult. You know, we, we've talked about it even in the show how hard it's going to be to pass today. And when you when your handicap's a three, that's where it gets difficult because if your handicap's a 10 and you're telling me you're going to get a bad start, yeah, so what? I don't care. That, that's fine. Even if you start 30th, to get to 20th, I don't care. But to get to 13th or better yet, to get to like 10th or 9th where you're starting to get some really valuable points from a bad start, I don't see it happening. Not with how deep this class is right now where everybody's healthy. I mean, look at guys like Blake Baggett are qualifying 13th. You know, So that tells you how difficult yeah. it's going to be to catch up from the back. Baggett's going to beat Benny today probably yes, yes but probably it, yeah but I, all i'm saying is if you right. get a bad start look how deep it is right, right look right, how right. how the quality of guys you're gonna have to pass to get up to 12 13 14 right right yeah no uh good good points all for sure uh let's uh let's get our other fantasy guy on the line here real quick paul welcome to the first ever fly racing first ever and maybe only ever uh fly racing uh pre-race show paul parabinos um yeah so, so practice has concluded JT and I are going back and forth on Pulp Mex Fantasy stuff. We've touched on a bunch of guys. Uh, after practice, Paul, give me some guys that maybe we didn't touch on enough in our Pulp Mex Fantasy podcast or we touched on too much that you are going either way on uh, after, after practice. Ooh, um, I'm trying to recall who we talked about the most. We didn't talk about Jet much, I think, because everybody talks about Jet. Um, but again, he put in a good lap. He's ridden here good in the past. He just, I did. I, 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 you got, you guys oh, shot you me did. down with your Pierce Brown talk. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be crazy important to find guys that can find a flow here. I think those those hammerheads will do horrible, and they might not even finish. Like, I love Alex Ray, but he gasses it too hard for this place, and his poor bike might not make it. Um, so, do, where do you? Yeah, looking down the line, I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed with Styles. His yep. last time. Um, we didn't really touch on the rookies much, but the rookies have put in some good times, right? So Schwartz is ninth overall, Styles is twelfth overall. Um, Mason Gonzalez is seventeenth. He was in the other practice though, so that's tough to know what that exactly is. Um, uh, Jeremy Smith, Paul, stay away. Correct? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Sixteenth yeah. overall. I crossed them out on my list. Uh, Masterpool. I don't know. I th- I think I think I think maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard to say. He usually comes into the series pretty strong, like Dan says. I think he rides this deep, nasty stuff a lot, so he'll he'll fit in out there pretty good. Um, yeah. Not not real stoked on Dean in practice. Again, I don't think he rides this stuff very well, like this mucky, ruddy type stuff. Right. Um, I'm high on Sexton. I was high on Sexton on our podcast, and I'm high on him again. He's 100% on my team because he'll he'll be an all-star next weekend. That's that's how I, I'm looking at it. Right. Uh, JT talked about Reslin a little bit, uh, and we definitely picked him. I think he was he might have even been my lead pipe. Um, but full privateer, 22nd in the mud, everything else. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Paul? Uh, he was definitely somebody that a lot of fantasy players are looking at. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, I thought he'd be a little bit better in practice, and, and I wish I knew more about his situation at the race. So I think it's going to be, you know, we've talked about in the past how, like, privateers, you know, it's tough for them to turn their bike around in time. I think that's going to play in, play into today's picks. Like, when you're picking two guys, these bikes are going to be hammered, and they're not going to have a lot of time to turn them around. So I want I want somebody that has good staff and good help and mm-hmm. good parts that might that might just – so make me just stray away from Renslin today. Would you stay away from Benny Bloss for all those reasons? No, I don't. I don't think so because I think Benny's program is pretty buttoned up. He has a good mechanic. I think they're. I mean, yeah, it came together last minute, but okay. I think they would be pretty buttoned up. Right. Uh, start with you, JT. Um, we talked about a rookie killing it, and there's going to be a, a, a rookie privateer killing it. But if the 250 class, we have Schwartz, we have Styles. We have uh, Gonzalez and Hardy Munoz. Now, Styles mm-hmm. has the lowest handicap, so it's maybe this isn't, a, again, a not an apples-to-apples apples question, but which rookie kid would you pick if you were going with one of those kids that came out of nowhere that has a time? You know, it's, it's difficult, and I'll, I'll give you two ways to look at this in, in my true style. If you want to go safer, I think you go with Styles. Because he's on a factory bike, he's on a factory team. He just came off winning national championship in this class last week. But I also think the ceiling is a bit lower, you know, because he's a seven yeah. handicap. So I don't think his motos would be better than say like eleven. That, that's kind of where I put him doing. If he has a really good moto, I think he gets like eleven. But I think if you look at a guy like Hardy Munoz. Uh, he's he's not very well known for most fantasy teams probably or, or fantasy team owners. But I think he has an opportunity at a 14 to get a ton of points here because he could sneak in there. And if he gets – he's a really, really good starter, which I think Paul could attest to. And if he gets a good start and he just stays off the ground, to see him get 17th would not shock me in any way whatsoever. I mean, this, this is the guy that won the national championship last year at Loretta's. So – that just looking at that, a great starter at a fourteen, and knowing how to ride this Loretteland's track, I I think I would take a little bit deeper of a swing and go with a guy like Munoz. Paul, where do you stand on that? Styles, Munoz, JT said Munoz, uh, Gonzalez. Where where are you at with these kids? I, I'm with JT when he's mentioning starts. Um, I, I think they all have the ability to run up there. Like JT said, I think Styles has the best program around him that'll help him be good all day long moto two and everything but the start's going to be so critical here and and yeah one of those kids could not the start and run and, and run up there because i think it's gonna be incredibly tough to to find ways around and, and pass today i think it's going to be kind of like a slot car race so a start's going to be huge it's always huge at this track always so i don't see why it would be different they've changed two seconds two sections so i gotta think that starts are going to be important so 
Yeah, um, I mean, again, I'm waffling a bit because I just don't know. I think they're all kind of similar, but whoever gets the start is going to do the best. It's that simple. So you're going to go that way, Munoz? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think think if if you're looking at everything, you know, everything being the same, then you just go with the highest handicap. You know, that, that's one yeah, way, one yeah. simple way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree on that. Um, do you I mean, th- Hardy is, he has 20th gate pick, and it's tough to get there from against all these big, I don't know, it's going to be tough. Like, I think gate pick, Styles being 12 over Hardy's 20 makes a difference. Right, right. Um, my deep sleeper was Austin Root. He's 29th overall. Any Any comments on that? Nope. Are we talking just fantasy here? Or, or yeah, yeah, fantasy. Then, then no. <laughs> he wears fire racing. That's all I have to say. That's oh, jeez. That, that's all you got. Okay. That's um, all I got. Yeah, it should be interesting. Pulp Mex fantasy uh, coming up here. Troll Train fifth. He's an all star though, so I'm not so sure. You know, that's a great, uh, great number of points there, just because he's an all star because he's great. Um, Jerry twenty third. Do we have any Jerry, Jerry thoughts at all? Paul's a big Jerry fan. Paul? Yeah, so is JT. Any chance you pick Jerry? <laughs> Negative. Negative. We did talk to about uh, Jer- Justin Bogle going back to 450s and his starts. Paul, you were the guy I think that was trumpeting the most on the Pulp Mex Fantasy podcast. He is 19th, though. Uh, still on board with that or, or not enough to, to make you go there? Yeah, I don't think not enough. I, I mean, I think 19th shows that. Maybe just his confidence isn't where it needs to be, and he'll come into this thing a little slow. We need we need Bogle to get a start. Okay. Um, yep. So no, I I don't think not just yet. No. Okay. Um, what else caught your eye, Paul? As far as four fifty class, uh, are you gonna? Do you it, like Freddie? Are we back on the Freddie train? Yeah, I mean I do like Freddie. I think twelfth in practice for Freddie is pretty darn good. Um, so yeah, I think he's gonna be. I think he'll be in the mix for sure. He's a four. I think that guy will get double points both both motos. I just, you know, his yeah. JT always mentioned ceiling. I don't think there's a ton of ceiling there, right? Like, I think he'll be 11 to 15. Um, so, but I think he will get solid points. You know, Freddie will ride the whole moto and he won't pull off, which is extremely important. I think here it's going to be important too. Yeah, this right. track's going to be tough. All right. uh, let's go to Nick on one. Nick, what's going on? You want to talk about the Loretta's track? Uh, not not necessarily oh. the track, but Steve, how great is it? We got a full day of hockey, and we got oh. a new national coming. Oh, up. it's fantastic! The hockey playoffs have been amazing. I know both of you on the line here have been glued to, to the I hockey stuff. I haven't missed. I have not missed a puck drop yet. Yep, fantastic, and Paul, you too, I'm sure. So, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> I love it. No, you're right, Nick. It's 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 a great time to be a sports fan for sure. Steve, how's, hey, how's Steve. your team doing? I don't want to talk about okay. it, Marks. Yeah, I was, was going to say, Steve, how at least, but uh, hey, hammer the puck lines on the uh, on the dog, Steve. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do pretty good. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I've been doing I've been doing well. I've been doing well. That's more JT's category. I honestly, I, I stayed away from betting the last little last year or so. I just I don't know. I... If you find me betting on hockey, you need to get help for me. <laughs> you need like call some sort of intervention and get me to some sort of facility. Betts has been betting on hockey. He knows nothing. Betts has been hammering <laughs> hockey. But I think he's he's already he's ready for a facility anyway. Right, we're, right. we're already there. Okay, all right. Anything else, Nick? He, he offered, a, he offered oh. us in on his bookie the other day, which yeah. was fun. Yeah, exactly. Nick, anything else? Well, if you got anything for a mountain bike, I just picked a new one up yesterday. I'd like to have it. Uh, no, I don't. Sorry, bud. No, nothing. All right. All right. Th- thanks for calling. Thank you. Um, okay. Coming up here uh, the, to the races, we got to get going because I got to make some fantasy picks. Christian Craig, 10th. Thoughts, JT and Paul. I'll start with you, JT. Cr- thoughts on Craig, 10th. Uh, for all the reasons that you talk about Marv and liking Marv today, I mm-hmm. like Christian as well, but not as much as Marv. But yes. Uh, no, I'm out. I- I'm out. 100% out. <laughs> 100% out. Yeah. I, I don't trust Christian to finish the motos. What is his um, handicap? What's his handicap? He, it's a one. Unfortunately for Christian, he has found way too many ways to crash and have problems. Yep. And at a one, I, in this class, being this deep, no thank you. Uh, I, don't, I don't want any part of that. Paul, where are you at? Yeah, I, I mean, I got to agree with some of what JT said for sure. Um, then when we talk about starts, I think Christian can start up front and run up front. 
But again, the uncertainty that he has unfortunately shown makes me think that I just need to pass for the sake well, of playing uh, fantasy. He has been riding a ton. I can vouch for that. He doesn't start riding at Glendale until four thirty. He's really been, about that though. I it's, know, it's but really he's not. But he's putting work yeah. in. He's putting a lot of work. I in. hear you, and, and yeah. it's not. I don't want it to come off. Like I don't think he does the work or anything. It's none of that. It's not speed. It's not equipment. It's not starts. It's for whatever reason, he just runs into right. trouble. And, and until he can show me consistently that he's not going to do that, I don't want to trust him with my fantasy team. And I, I trusted him with my Supercross fantasy team several times to my own detriment. I just don't think in this deep of a 450 class where everybody's healthy, when there are so many good picks on the board, I don't want to sign myself up to that. Uh, Paul, before we go, um, you are. This is a classic Paul move right here. All three guys yeah. are on Sexton right now at a minus two, qualified fastest. All of that, Paul. You said he's going to be an all star next week in your eyes, and, and and that's easy to see. And you're right. Is there any chance though that somebody, obviously not you three, but somebody, you want to zig instead of zag because Mark's Sexton will be. Handicap high, correct? He will be whatever percent you want to give him. Yeah. Oh, you mean pick trend? Pick trend. Pick sorry. Trend, yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, pick trend. I think so. Right. So Sexton might be the highest pick trend here. He's a rookie, qualified fastest, sure, but he's a rookie on a new bike and new team. Is there a chance, Paul, that someone should zig when everybody here is going to go one way with Sexton? Yeah. I mean, you can always look at it that way, right? And I mean. I kind of wish he wouldn't have qualified fastest because then he'd be left off people's radars. But now so many people look at practice and go off practice times. But um, I think he's, yeah, I, I, I just think he's going to, he will do good. And, and the only other way of thinking zig and zag is when you do pick that guy that you think everybody will have, if it goes bad, at least everybody has him and you got him too, right? So you're in the same boat. But yeah, yeah. It, I almost think sometimes, the gamble to zag, to zag when everyone's zigging or something gets too big, and I yeah. think that might be the situation with Chase today. So 100% he's on both of your teams? Both of you? He's on mine, yeah. Yeah, I see that, but he's staying there? I, yes. I think I have to. I yeah. think he's, he's too good at this. Even if, even if you know everyone's going to pick him, I think he's going to put up like 40 points of moto. Okay. <laughs> I think you're going to see him on the podium. I really okay. Do. All right, well, Marks, Paul, Marks is going with Rod Bell and Smith. Yeah, I couldn't decide on one of the others, so I'm just doing both. <laughs> I think he's going AP to lead the lap, yep. too, Paul. Yeah, it so, sounds like a good, uh, I do, good strategy. Part of, me, part of me really wants – can you – Mark, you're the only one that knows. Can you just tell us what Sexton's picture is right now? Do us all a favor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, did, I literally did just look it up, but no, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Why not? Um, oh, yeah, I guess that would affect no, things. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, 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 yeah don't tell, tell us. You. Don't tell us. Never mind. Uh, there is a part of me that wants to not pick him. Just because you know everyone's picking, but okay, like, the like are going to pick. well, he's not, he's not Webb, he's not, he's not Webb, he's not Osborne, he's not some super solid guy, right? We all agree with that. Now he probably will be solid, he probably will do really well, and all of that, but he is not a lock for his first race on the 450 no. at the first national, like all of that yeah, stuff. Go, so, so you know, go back, sorry, um, go back and look at his results from last time. That, that's all I would tell you. And, and I get it, 250 versus 450, all that stuff. He's been a completely different rider in 2020. However you want to frame it, but go back and look at his results from last summer. And, and I know Paul remembers this because I was venting like a, like a formula helmet. I was venting in these group texts about Sexton's results last summer. So yeah. that could easily yeah. happen again. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to go out and, and be on the podium just because he's riding well right now. Yep. No, absolutely. But uh, all right. Hey, let's, let's talk first lap leader. I need some advice. Oh, I, I'm out. Listen, Dan, call Dan. <laughs> I, I'm going to for Cooper and Zach Osborne, I believe. Zach Osborne? Yes, wow. I am. I'm in. I'm in on Cooper. Cooper? I like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I just yeah, – Go ahead, Paul. I talked to Zach a little bit this week, and he has a good gate pick. I just really – I like I like where his head's at. And he, man, he's gotten such good starts the last however many times we raced. I get that's on greats, but I don't know. I just, I just, that's what I'm going to do. I think. I, I'm totally out. Yeah, I, I'm totally out on that. But yeah, not not bad advice. Osborne, Webb, you know, AC. I think is also a good one. Um, 
But, yeah, uh, absolutely. All right. Hey, Paul, thanks for the time, man. Good luck in Pulp Mix Fantasy. Thank you for, for, the, for the time. Thank you, guys. See ya. All right, see ya. Uh, JT, that's our first ever, maybe only ever, fly racing pre-race show, uh, Pulp Mix Fantasy Talk as well. Uh, all right, good luck in fantasy, JT. Thanks for calling in. All right, gentlemen. Thanks, and uh, thoughts and prayers to your family, yes. of course. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, guys. See you. Uh, Marks, thanks for coming in. Um, You're welcome. I already sent Tits my invoice. So, oh, you did? All yeah, right. Well, we're, he'll, we're covered. He, he will pay that right away, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. Uh, sorry about the audio snafu at the beginning, everybody. Uh, not sure what went on there, but uh, it was definitely my fault. Adobe happened. <laughs> Dude, I can't. I'll talk to you after the show, but that's the weirdest yeah, thing ever. Adobe happened. That's all you got to say. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing ever. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Good luck today in Pulp Mex Fantasy. And also, if you don't do that, just enjoy the races. If you're listening to this on the archive or whatever, appreciate the uh, the time for this. And uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll do this again if we ever get a chance and everything lines up. So, all right. Fly Racing, Pulp Mex, pre-race show. We're out.